0: Welcome to the EFC podcast. I'm going to be dialoguing with Dr. John Oakes for a bit today about psychotropic drug use. Um, Obviously a pretty hot topic and one that John and I have both apparently formed a good deal of opinions on. Um, Probably best to get right into it.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: First question, um, and we'll use this as the springboard for other dialogue is, uh, I mean, what's the most common example? It's marijuana. Um, Should a Christian
1: smoke marijuana? Or ingest it any of hundreds of other ways that we're getting to do it anymore. And
0: is the answer different for different
1: ways? Yeah, these are all good questions. Now, I'm I'm the older Christian, you're the younger Christian, so our Starting point might be a little bit different, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Our backgrounds are probably pretty different, too. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm sure I've smoked a lot more marijuana than you have. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was an attempt at humor, but it is true because, uh, you know, I'm a child of the 60s, <laughs> so I smoke dope every day from probably ninth or tenth grade uh, well into college. So I have some empirical experience with the drug. Now, to me, from my perspective and my generation, it's so obvious that smoking marijuana is sinful that it's like, it it, it almost feels like to engage in the discussion is evidence of a bad heart. You know, it's <laughs> it's tempting to feel that way, honestly. Okay. But I understand that that is not correct, and I understand to have that attitude towards a younger person is not going to work at all. They're not even going to listen to me. Um, and. and so I think there are subtleties in these questions. I think there are aspects of it that uh, depend even on the situation, and I think there's some gray areas. But my answer is absolutely smoking dope, is sinful.
0: Okay, and
1: probably before. But I'm going to qualify that, that. Yeah, yeah, as know, you know, know, you're well aware I'm going to qualify that.
0: But I want to touch on that last point of it's a sign of a bad heart. Um, just because I know. Not I'm not saying marijuana. that it is.
1: I'm saying for, uh, it's tempting from my generational perspective to okay. think that. To right. go there right away. I'm just telling you. And if, if if you were to engage in this conversation with somebody who's in their 40s, 50s, or 60s, as a Christian, I'm just telling you, they're going to tempt, they're going to be tempted to view you that way. You should be aware of that. I'm not saying okay. it's right. I'm just saying, just be aware of that.
0: Yeah, that is good to know. I mean there's there's people I know who wear Psychedelic drug use, usually going beyond just marijuana, but sure. is such an integral part of the spiritual experiences that they've had. Yeah. Whatever religious aspect they have to their life wouldn't even stand if you took away its buttressing.
1: Right. The so if you treatments. attack that buttressing uh, of the nascent faith that they actually have, you may lose them right off the bat and they may go to hell because of your bad attitude. <laughs> and I'm gonna share with you a little bit of a secret that I've never put out there in the public which is that applies to me just (laughs) so you know Um, Mm. it might be confusing to the people hearing this but the fact is when I was in high school I did more than marijuana I did um, hallucinogenic drugs not many many times a few times in my coming to a belief that there is more than just physical reality out there, that there is a God, I'm telling you that drug use, believe it or not, was a factor in my coming to conclusion that I need to check out spiritual questions. Hmm. So what you're talking about, I get that. Now, of course, that is not a justification Hmm. for what I did, and I'm not proud of what I did. And and I'm, I guess I'm glad where I ended up, but I'm not really necessarily completely glad that was the path that brought me there.
0: Right, right. Just because the destination was good doesn't mean whatever right. trail you took
1: right. was the best it's trail. It's not justification, right but, but I agree with you. I, I think that if we're unwilling to engage in a reasoned discussion on this and even acknowledge the, um, the, the correct statements that somebody makes, then we're going to lose them, that's for sure. Right. And uh, just as an example of this, I was in uh, Washington in, in Seattle. It was like um, uh, a year and a half ago, something like that. And it's almost two years ago, actually. And um, I did a question and answer session with teens and campus students. And it was an open question session. And almost almost half the questions were on marijuana use right so this is and I was tempted to get kind of minds. frustrated guys, don't you care about anything else <laughs> but the fact is that um, in Washington marijuana had been legalized less than a year before, mm-hmm. and these young kids they were getting run through the you know the the what's call it you know the the gamut you know the ringer. The ringer, the, the thing where you go through all those people with the paddles and they're hitting you. the Whatever that word is, I forget. I don't
0: have a name for that. Yeah, thing.
1: there's a word for that. Okay. But anyway, the bottom line is they were having to answer these questions. So I, I was tempted briefly to think, what's wrong with these people? Come on, seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think it was real to them. And I, <clears throat> I, see, I was tempted to think they're just looking for a justification to smoke dope. But okay. I'm, I'm almost sure... With hindsight, that's not what was going on, although possibly it could have been in some of them. Some of the people in that group might not even have been Christians, but I think most of them, sincerely, they want to be able to answer the question. They need a little bit of uh, uh, ammunition, I guess, to deal
0: with this. Right, and let's not this. forget, there's probably a good deal of good-hearted followers of Christ out there who would love to use marijuana, not for anything that it is, but because they want to relate to their friends that aren't Christians. Wow,
1: well, okay. I'm having a hard time with that one, but no, I'll, t- I'll I don't, take your word for it. I don't think
0: it. that's a, a good reason Fine. to participate in yeah. whatever drug or alcohol. You're just alcohol giving
1: me those facts for me to swallow as an old guy, <laughs> and I'm swallowing them kind of like a, like a lump there. But, yeah, I, I get it. I, I get what you're saying.
0: Okay. I mean, I've even had um, a fellow brother in Christ when oh, – and so last time you wrote about this was in 2016 – uh, one of the times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But John and I are recording this from San Diego um, on July 4th, 2018, uh, where marijuana has since been legalized recreationally.
1: Right. The situation in California has changed since I gave that.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it is July 4th, so there probably are a very good many people in this neighborhood
1: uh, smoking dope right now. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's afternoon, so yeah, probably there are uh-huh. I, I gotta tell you right now, my biggest concern about people is not whether they're smoking marijuana or not. It's really right. not. It, it, to get over focused focus in on this was. is a really, it's a big mistake. And I'll tell you right now, I think alcohol overall is a much more dangerous drug than marijuana. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, it's far more destructive. Oh my goodness. But uh, nevertheless, this is the question we're trying to deal with. And so let, let's get into the argument, okay? If, if you don't mind, we have some. Let me, okay. let me talk about it. First of all, I would say this, that... Uh, Medical marijuana and uh, recreational, in quotes, marijuana are two very, very different situations. Right. And And I would say that, um, of course, there's different circumstances. There are people who live in places where marijuana is illegal for all uses. There are places where marijuana is legal for medical use and illegal for recreational use. And then there's places where it's legal for all those things. Now, one of the arguments against the use of marijuana is that it's illegal and Christians don't do illegal things. In Romans 13, Paul says, you know, basically, uh, we follow the law. And the law, for example, says to pay taxes, so we pay taxes. Mm -hmm. However, let's be honest about this. Um, I would say 20 years from now, at least in America, that argument will have essentially evaporated. Right. Um, so so let's just assume that it does become legal. Uh, now, to me, um, marijuana, uh, medicinal use of marijuana uh, certainly could be unsinful. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. For example, let's say somebody has uh, a, a level of pain that makes them so disabled that they can't even function, they can't even think straight, they can't even hold a conversation. Let's imagine that a person who's somewhat high on marijuana is now changed to the point where they can hold down a job, where they could um, have conversations, they could reach out to people. And and I, I would say that if you can um, have a doctor who's willing to sign off on this as a prescription to the, and is willing to, you know, rationally discuss the pros and cons of of the, of what it's going to do to your body and your brain, because it's going to cause harm to your body, to some extent to your brain, quite significantly over time, Mm -hmm. I think it's justifiable. Because if you're going to say that you can't do that, then you have to say you can't take a painkiller when you have surgery. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because, um, you know, these... M- morphine, heroin-related drugs, these uh, opiates, make you very, very high. Right. And you're, you're, your you're absolutely soused. Uh, and yet, um, if I was going to undergo a surgery like that, I would uh, willingly take those things under the advice of a doctor because um, the alternative is worse. You know, we talk about situational ethics, but, I, you know, I... Situational ethics is a. It can be a slippery slope, but I think their, their situational ethics are real. So, for example, a person's going to go blind from, um, uh, what's the one that uh, marijuana can help with, um, the clouding I'm your eye aware. disease? Oh, or, cataracts? Hmm? It's no, called a cataract? I think it might be cataracts. I'm not sure. Or uh, people who are wasting away from cancer, they're literally wasting away because of their appetite and therefore they can regain their appetite and, and regain their health. I believe a Christian good is relieving suffering and helping people to have a higher quality of life. So to me, although I, I know some people are going to use it as an excuse, I, I believe that uh, out of compassion, medical marijuana is not simple, at least in many cases. Okay.
0: Uh, if you let me...
1: We. I don't think we're going to argue here. on that. Our,
0: Right, but I want to make sure I'm on okay. the same page with okay. you yeah. and translate it into my 21-year-old vernacular. Great. Is that there are legitimate and God-honoring and God-enjoying ways to take care of a fallen, breaking-down body through, I mean, all kinds of psychoactive
1: Which could include drugs. marijuana, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I agree with that. But in a world, and foreseeably in a resurrected world, where our bodies aren't subject to decay and breaking down anymore, there would not be such a use. Oh, I
1: hadn't thought of that. Yeah, right. So that's a great way of putting it. I I appreciate that in that uh, in view of the human situation. Right. Something which we would normally think you certainly would not ever do, um, you might be able to do in a way that actually does more honor to God than not doing it. Yep, I think so.
0: Right. Because, I mean... No one in their right mind would say that cutting off a limb just for its own sake is a good thing. But there's obviously many medical situations where you can save a person's life.
1: Right. In fact, I would say in most cases, cutting off your arm would be blatantly sinful. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jesus said it, you know. It's not exactly a sin we're tempted to, though. True, but nevertheless. Well, you know, people, you know, people cut themselves. They, they physically harm themselves. Mm-hmm. That's very common. And I believe that that is sinful. Now... Uh, There there are psychological things behind that, and I think compassion is called for. And In fact, most people who are cutting themselves, the last thing you need to do is tell them they're a blatant sinner. Right. But I believe that action is sinful. All right, but I think we're on the same page here, and I'm thinking that probably our hearers are not struggling, although they may have come into the conversation struggling with the idea of medical marijuana. I'm guessing after a reasoned discussion, probably our hearers are, are probably... Most likely on the same page with us there. So now let's talk about recreational use, correct? Yes. That seem, is that okay? Is that fair with you?
0: I, I had a thought to throw out All there right. before we move on. Okay. Um, that there are there are going to be a handful of people who were exposed to so much stigma from when marijuana first came into popular use. Sort of saying that, are like, oh, it's going to make you walk out into the sun and stare, stare up at the sun directly until you go blind. Like marijuana is the devil's chemical. It's there's a lot of stigma that's going to need to be gotten over before medical use becomes something.
1: I, I guess for some people, yeah. I mean, education discussion. is always a good thing. Okay, uh, and there is a tiny minority of people who are will almost literally do what you described if they smoke marijuana. There's a tiny, tiny percentage who will just go bonkers and crazy and end up in a mental institution. Uh, But, uh, you know, that's such a small minority. Uh, But that could be said about, you know, a lot of medicinal other medicines as well. I mean, uh, things to help you with depression can make you commit suicide. Right.
0: And I should, I can say too that that's
1: actually the category
0: I'm in. So
1: right. schizophrenia runs
0: in my family and right. there has been research that shows marijuana increases the onset of schizophrenia in cases where it's already likely. Right.
1: That brings me to one of the reasons I believe that in almost all cases marijuana use is sinful.
0: Okay. You want to go off with that now?
1: Um yeah, but I want to make my first po- I want to make a different point first, all right? Go for it. Cuz um the bottom line is I don't think that any Christian should be smoking marijuana just for fun. Okay.
0: Now, you, you could
1: argue that smoking marijuana will open your brain up and make you more susceptible to spiritual ideas and all that kind of stuff. All right. That might even be true on some level, but to me, that's justification because here's my, here's my uh, easiest argument to make. Whether it's the most ironclad one, I don't know. Bottom line is I don't think Jesus would smoke dope. Okay. And there's a few reasons I don't think that. I I, I would say this. The person who says, yeah, yeah, Jesus, come on, Jesus needs to relax too. He probably smoked dope. I, 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 I'm I sorry, but I'm just going to dismiss that person as they're, they're not doing a very good job of thinking. Right. It would uh, seem uh, almost they, that
0: the issue has been decided beforehand. And right. They're bringing whatever their suppositions are to the table.
1: The bottom made. line is there's nothing wrong with pleasure. Yeah. All right? Is that the right and thing with God? There's there and there's nothing wrong right? with pleasure in and of itself. but. To, um, to get high, in other words, to put your brain into an altered state than the natural state simply for pleasure in and of itself, I believe that's something that Jesus absolutely would not ever have done. I just can't see mm-hmm. him taking a hit on a reefer. Uh, and by the way, I also can't see him eating uh, marijuana brownies either. Uh, and the the fact that, and I, I'd say... To a reasonable person including a reasonable young person I think uh, that I think it's obvious I'm sorry if people disagree with me but I say it's just dead obvious that Jesus would not smoke marijuana and if Jesus would not smoke marijuana then we should not for the same reason
0: right I, all right I'm agreed with you but I'd like to rephrase great that yes let's 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 on.
1: think about that carefully
0: um is that through the material world, i psychoactive chemicals, marijuana being the discussed example right now, we can't bring about a greater pleasure into our bodies, and lots of times that's kind of done by short-circuiting our the way our pleasure receptors and uh-huh, our exactly. chemical, yeah, yeah, the way our brains work. And what people, the argument that will be made in response to that usually is that but marijuana is a, is a plant. It grows. It's not something we engineer. And therefore, whatever it does to us is justifiable. Sure. But it's like, it's been so overbred for the last 50 years that marijuana plants, as they're consumed today, are fundamentally almost a new species from what they were in the wild.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Although, I'm going to play, I'm surprised I'm going to play devil's advocate on that one from the other side. Ooh, okay. Because whether you smoke, uh, take three hits off a joint or t- smoke 27 joints, it's all the same in the end. Uh, yeah. So it is true that the marijuana that's being used today compared to what, was, what I used when I was in high school, I, uh, 10 times more potent, I don't, I don't know. I, I have no exposure to this. I don't really, kn- I don't really know. Uh, But I think that might be taking us away from this point here, which is that, um, like you said, uh, the brain is designed by God for us to have pleasurable experiences and feelings and ecstasy and these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And that marijuana affects those neurological systems artificially. It, It puts them out of balance, but it does give... Uh, a sense which is natural on some level, and, and marijuana is also a natural plant, so you could argue therefore you could do it. But uh, there's a lot of things you could justify. You could justify, uh, including things that are uh, mentioned in the Bible, like in Galatians 5:19, it talks about um, drunkenness for one, but also it talks about pharmacia, the witchcraft. Uh, it's, the, it's the word from which we get pharmacy, drugs, the use of, of drugs for mystical sort of experiences okay. is I mean it's flat out stated as a sin in, in Galatians 5 and it also says the acts of the sinful nature are in quotes obvious and it's pretty obvious that the use of hallucinogenic drugs which is essentially what's right there in Galatians 5:19, mm-hmm. although it doesn't say hallucinogenic drugs this pharmakeia which is the word from which you know we get that. Okay. So I don't know. I would say um, taking a hallucinogenic, psychotropic drug for pleasure itself falls into the category of Galatians 5:19, obvious sin. Now, some people may not completely agree with that. So, I, I, but but there's more to be said about marijuana. Okay. But I wanted to go on to the next one. You weren't ready. So are you ready to, for me to go on to the next argument?
0: Um, I have a trend that I saw in what we just stated okay. that I'd like to articulate, okay. which is that the general problem with marijuana usage is that you're artificially bringing about either at the level of matter or at the level of spirit in you something that can come about by God or to hand an instituted and enjoyed means right other ways. There's a
1: natural means, and you're trying to unnaturally create that thing.
0: Right, and I'm I'm with you in that I used marijuana pretty frequently in high school I tried other psychoactive chemicals as well All right and speaking empirically you get an enjoyment of food you get a you sense do. of adventure
1: mhm
0: um and you almost get a lack of inhibitions towards the people around you and an enjoyment right. of them mm-hmm. I mean it's things that are in themselves fundamentally good but you're bringing them about in a sh- short in a heightened sort of way, way. uh huh yeah in a way that should naturally occur when you fight for those. I mean, sense of adventure, you fight yeah. for those you love and you fight for a higher purpose. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then you're going to go get it some other way Yeah. through chemicals. Um, and then at the spiritual level, I mean, the first thought that pops into my head was uh, how do we get spiritual knowledge? How do we know that Jesus is the Son of God and what he said is true? It's obey what he said. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, you can give yourself visions through a lot of different chemicals, but... True. That's not the way we're... I know that firsthand. ...knowledge. Yeah.
1: And such things, I believe, are dangerous. Well, that brings me to the second point, which is that um, medical science tells us that marijuana um, has specific effects on the neurotransmitters, and those effects are either completely irreversible or significantly irreversible. In other words, um, if you artificially stimulate these parts of the brain, what it means is, unless you have this drug, the thing you could do naturally, you can no longer do naturally nearly as well as you could otherwise have. So, for example, uh, there's many examples of this, like even cigarettes. Uh, Cigarettes improve your appetite. I'm sorry, uh, cigarettes suppress your appetite, all right? Mm -hmm. And so when you stop smoking cigarettes, you suddenly start start gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And and So the bottom line is um, the THC has major impacts on brain function, which... So there is danger here? Absolutely. Okay. Um, It affects short-term memory. There's lots of data on that. And there's a a significant but not totally, totally, totally overwhelming evidence of very uh, strong effects on the long-term memory as well, but also the one's ability to experience pleasure. And so that um, it it takes over a person to the point where uh, they can no longer experience pleasure naturally, nearly to the level they could have. So they're tempted to use the drug even more and more and more. Now... I, I do believe that marijuana is not as addictive as heroin, as cocaine, as speed, even as alcohol. Uh, and it's partly because probably marijuana does not totally mess up your brain as much as some other drugs. Nevertheless, I believe it is sinful to damage your brain in that way, Right. willfully, without A possible counterbalancing benefit for example like I said if um, if you're gonna die of starvation with cancer and, and marijuana can save your life the fact that it messes up your brain in certain ways I think is more than compensated but to simply get high knowing the very significant negative impact it has on your brain both short and long term I believe it's simple
0: okay That makes sense to me. Um, So would you say it's comparable to chemotherapy in the sense that chemotherapy does damage to your body? It kills lots of stuff other than the cancer. But it also kills the cancer, hopefully.
1: Yeah, Uh, a little bit different in that um, nobody does chemotherapy for fun. In other words, there's no sinful urge (laughs) that's (laughs) filled uh, by chemotherapy. But the the sort of... Medical But play. it has a medical benefit right. and a medical harm. and that's a sense, lesser
0: evil yeah. killing a greater one.
1: By the way, in terms of, uh, it's always nice to use scriptures for these things. Of course. I forgot to use one of those. Uh, uh, by the way, what would Jesus do is not a scripture, but that was my first point. The second point is, uh, you know, basically not willfully doing to your body things that will harm it. And 1 Corinthians 6.19, which calls the body the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that um, the things that God has entrusted to us, we need to take care of. And that means, for example, I believe even uh, becoming addicted to food and and getting massively overweight, I believe it's sinful, flat out sinful. Now, I want to have compassion on people who've been caught up in this thing to the point where it's really hard for them to change it. And I'm not going to go blasting people and saying, you blatant sinner, you horrible thing. But I believe getting grossly overweight is sinful. And uh, and f- for a similar reason to marijuana being sinful. Not the same, but I'd say there's something to be said there. So that, that would be my verse on that one. All right, can I get to my uh, third reason? I think it's probably sinful to smoke dope. Yeah, I'm sorry, what was the verse? I just want to make sure. Uh, First Corinthians 6.19, which talks about the body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, of course, whoever uses that should get the context. I, I'm, I'm taking it somewhat out of the context. <laughs> but I think the context is legitimately being applied here. All right, a, a third reason I would say, and it's not completely separate from the second one, is um, so I believe that there are drugs which do actually have a mind-altering effect, which are not necessarily always... In every case, sinful. Okay. Which means I'm in a, I'm in a kind of a questionable area here. Let me explain what I mean by that. For example, I drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Coffee has rather strong physiological effects and relatively weak psychological effects. Or what's the word? Not psychological. Psychoactive. Um, psychoactive. It's uh, um, caffeine has. Rather weak psychoactive effects, but they're not zero. And it has pretty strong physiological effects, probably maybe even more than marijuana. I don't really know. Uh, I drink coffee occasionally. Um, Alcohol, um, I believe its addictive effects are far greater on average than marijuana. Um, whether or not it affects the brain, brain chemistry as much as marijuana. I don't think it does, actually, although it kills the brain cells, and ultimately, sure. Uh, But nevertheless, I drink a beer once in a while. I have a glass of wine occasionally. Um, The Bible clearly prohibits drunkenness and we talk about the gray area there and what's it mean to be drunk and all that kind of stuff. <coughs> so let me let me make an argument, which is, I have to say it's kind of a hard argument there, which is I believe that I don't drink coffee to get high, in quotes. Mm-hmm. And I don't uh, have an occasional beer to get high. Now, does it have a relaxing effect that I enjoy and... Uh, or does the coffee have a, an effect of keeping me a little bit more mentally... No, come on, I'm trying to downplay. See, see, there, I'm playing a game right now. Uh, basically making me more mentally alert, yes. But I, I would argue that simply messing up your brain to get high, and that's the only reason people smoke marijuana, because they flat out want to alter their mental state and to get high. Now, I, I realize this is not my strongest argument. In fact, it's probably my weakest argument, but I'm gonna make it anyway. Okay. I don't think a Christian should be out there getting high.
0: Okay. Just for the purpose of getting high right. itself.
1: Right. Okay. And um yeah, you know, and I'll say this, occasionally I've had a beer when I had I was on an empty stomach, and I found myself rather than just kind of feeling like a little bit, you know, relaxed and more social, feeling like, you know what? I think I'm high right now and then and when, when I do that I feel like I've probably sinned it wasn't a willful sin but I think it was a sin I'm not I'm not going to um, you know be driven to my you know despair and think that I'm falling away but I do think that there's been times I personally have, it, it, I didn't do it on purpose and, and my rule is for what it's worth the one one beer rule in any given four to six hours but you know I'd say uh, drinking a beer, a glass of wine, two cups of coffee—that's a gray area. I honestly think it is. But I think smoking marijuana to get high, which is what people do it for, mm-hmm. I believe it's it's either black and white or it or it's dark gray. I'll concede maybe it's dark gray there.
0: Okay, if so, to give an example, say a student um, drinks a cup of coffee the night before. Uh, she has an essay due, and she needs to stay up. Mm-hmm. She knows she needs to stay up late to get it done. Now, whether or not there's sin involved in staying up late last minute to do an essay, <laughs> there we go. Um, that's a whole other question, mm-hmm. but it's not the excited, accelerated mental state that she's trying to enjoy. The object of her drinking the caffeine is that she wants to get her schoolwork done, yeah. and that's why... That's the difference that wouldn't place caffeine in the same bucket as right. marijuana. Right. I'm following
1: you. But uh, but that alcohol would be a little bit different from that, honestly, because you know we we don't have a beer so we can accomplish something. Honestly, we right. we have a beer. Even myself as a Christian who does have a beer occasionally, I do it because you know honestly it, it makes me feel more relaxed, and uh, you know it's it's a form of self-medication, but it's. It's a kind of thing that I feel like, for me personally, I don't feel that falls into the simple range. All right, let me do my fourth argument, and the argument involves addiction. Okay. Uh, by the way, the getting high thing, I would have used Galatians five nineteen through twenty one, uh, the 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 purposely allowing us to get into a mental altered mental state, the pharmakeia there, uh, which is sometimes translated as witchcraft. All right, so. Addiction, of 1 Corinthians 6.12. Let's read that one. Okay. 1 Corinthians 6.12. says, I have the right to do anything, you say. And he's quoting uh, ironically here. But not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. So, you know, the argument here is in gray areas, honestly, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and other places also, 1 Corinthians 8, Romans 15, Paul talks about things which are not sinful per se necessarily, but be- can become sinful in the context of what's going on there. And so, so uh, uh, for example, I had a good friend uh, back in graduate school who was drinking 20 cups of coffee a day. 20. Not cups, 20 mugs a day. And she was extremely addicted to coffee. And I believe it was utterly... That was absolutely sinful.
0: That blows my mind, honestly.
1: Yeah. In fact, I tried to help her get off coffee, and it it turned out to be a problem. Like, um, she would fall asleep while walking. Oh, wow. Um, she had tremendous headaches. Her brother's a doctor. He called her and said, if you want to go cold turkey, you have two choices. um no only one choice basically which is to check yourself into a hospital so she instead spent about two or three months getting off coffee wow and i assume she didn't drink coffee at all for months at a time but i would guess probably she drinks a cup of coffee occasionally i believe that was sinful being addicted in that way
0: right i mean her brain circuits were so saturated that yeah. they couldn't even adapt not having that level of caffeine. Right, she
1: was mastered. I'm, I'm quoting this thing, I don't think I'm taking it out of context. Uh, I will not be mastered by anything. Mm. And I, I will concede to those who defend marijuana that on a scale of 1 to 10 for being addictive, marijuana is probably only a 3 or a 4 compared to, say... Mm-hmm. Hydroconone or heroin which are a 9 or 10 and alcohol which is a 7 or 8 but i believe another argument against smoking marijuana regularly is that it is addictive
0: okay or at the very least i've heard a lot said um, by some academics about its emotional addictive tendencies sure. right.
1: physical versus emotional addiction that that's that's yeah yeah right so when i say it's a scale of three three or four on a scale of ten, I'm talking about its physical addictive qualities. Its emotional addictive qualities uh, might be stronger than that. In fact, there's a good friend that I'm studying the Bible with now, and he's given up smoking, he's changed his life in a lot of ways, and he's been smoking marijuana a lot for a long time. He's trying to quit, and he says, John, I'm I'm be honest with you, you need to be patient with me. He says, I can't go cold turkey. And... My response to my friend is, okay, I'm going to trust you on that one. Yeah, it's very, very addictive for him. Mm-hmm. And for him, its I believe it's both. I haven't gotten into it. All right. Um, I'm going to make my last argument that it's simple. Okay. Uh, again, this is probably a gray area argument, to be honest again, with you. We're still
0: talking about recreational use right. for the purpose of enjoying the state right.
1: of mind. Right. Uh, uh, t- Smoking or ingesting uh, uh, marijuana for pleasure purposes. Right. Which right.
0: obviously covers the majority of
1: cases. Right, thank you for saying that. And that argument is um, I would use Romans 15, 1 Corinthians 8, 1-13, 1 Corinthians 10, 23-24 which talks about the fact that things which would be a stumbling block to other people because they would clearly think of it as sinful and would clearly be tempted to judge you unnecessarily, we therefore shouldn't do. Now, Paul applies this to um, meat sacrificed to idols. I'm glad he used that example because that totally doesn't relate to us. It's almost good that it doesn't because we can look at meat sacrificed to idol from an abstract perspective and say, well, why was it sinful for them? In some cases, yes, and not in others. And we can apply that to this situation. So Paul said, the bottom line, an, an idol is nothing. So to eat meat sacrificed to nothing is nothing. So it's not simple to eat meat sacrificed to an idol. But mm-hmm. he said, but if, if my eating meat sacrificed to an idol would cause a stumbling block to a brother, I would never do it, ever. Hmm. Now, I realize that you can take this too far because everything we do is going to cause somebody to stumble at some point wearing the, the color green. It's, well, that means you're like the green party and blah, blah. I don't know. So you can become overly sensitive and uh, you could be so ruled by the opinions of others that you can't even function.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nevertheless, and that's why this is a gray area kind of thing—the whole stumbling block thing. But nevertheless, I, I, you know, for example, I don't think it's sinful to go to a casino and bet ten dollars. You know, so you spent ten dollars, you spend ten dollars going to a movie. But I, I stay out of casinos, honestly. Because I have uh, brothers and sisters in the faith who are addicted to gambling, and they should never, ever, ever enter a casino for any reason, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, or And I, I, I believe that um, marijuana is probably sinful uh, in that um, I believe that it would uh, enable people to do something that even if it's not a sin for you, which I think it probably is, but even if it weren't, it would be a sin for them, and therefore I believe it'd be wrong to do it. That's why if I have uh, Mormons in my house, I don't serve coffee. Right. And that's why, by the way, for my family, it's just a personal example, and don't take this as judging anybody else. For example, when we, ha- we have people over for Thanksgiving dinner, we don't serve alcohol at Thanksgiving dinner. We don't. Because we know some of our guests are alcoholics. Hmm. And the bottom line is they don't really need to be, see me having a glass of wine. And so I generally don't drink alcohol in public settings. Yeah, And that's I, good. I can't prove to you absolutely that's a sin. but So I w- that was, that's my fifth argument. Take it for what it's worth. I believe for example's sake and for the possibility of causing others to stumble... That's another reason I believe for, uh, we can argue that smoking marijuana is simple.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, spoken with the leader of one of the other Christian clubs at the UCSD campus. Uh Uh-huh. And when marijuana was recreationally legalized here, he, he mentioned to me that his wife actually wanted to smoke it with him for the pleasure of it. Uh Uh-huh. And I was proud of him, um, though I didn't have my thoughts collected on this at the time. And if he was here, I think he'd still probably be disagreeing with us. But he didn't smoke it at all because he knew as the leader of a Christian club and that this was a heavily morally debated issue, he wanted to keep himself above yeah. reproach.
1: Right. And I think Jesus would honor that. And I believe if he had not gone with that, I think you could argue he was sinning. Yeah. Uh-huh. And all of us are leaders on... If we're Christians, we're leaders on some level. And we're trying to lead non-Christians to Christ. And, uh, yeah. Okay. And, of course, my fifth argument, in principle, doesn't apply to something you do completely in private that nobody else knows.
0: Right. But a lot of what we've been discussing does.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: In fact, if not all of it. And in a lot of cases, when someone does have the emotional addiction or dependency, however you want to word it, on marijuana, it is something they're doing totally in private by themselves.
1: Yeah. For myself, uh, speaking as a former person who smoked a lot of marijuana, I, like I said, I did marijuana every day for years and years. I would say I never, ever, ever did it alone because why would I have? It was completely a social drug. I, I I'm pretty sure I literally never just... But, you know, uh, there might be some exceptions to that. Um, But anyway, so my conclusion is that, uh, you know, I think we should handle this question delicately. We should not just, you know, scoff at people and dismiss them too easily. Um, But, you know, and and by the way, I think that uh, we need to recognize that if we're going to outlaw as sinful all medicinal uses, then that we better not take um you know in virtually any medicine for any reason. Uh, so but I would say that in the final analysis, I believe it is sinful in almost all cases for Christians to to do marijuana recreationally.
0: Okay. I think you've gotten me to agree with you on that.
1: Okay. So but unfortunately you're in a harder position than I am because you've got a lot of you have a lot of friends who are going to be harder to convince. I, I don't really have to convince my friends.
0: Right. I mean, so much of the argumentation that we've used so, so far is like, what's the cornerstone of it? Yeah. It's doing what God says, enjoying him and loving him and serving him primarily. Right. And if I don't have that as a starting point with someone, I'm
1: probably not going to be
0: able to convince no. them about any of
1: this. And so probably your goal is not to convince them to stop smoking marijuana. Right. Your goal is to get them to think about Jesus.
0: You don't put the axe at the branch, you put it at the root of the tree. Yeah, very good. All
1: right, thanks, Christian. This is a fun discussion and I look forward to some more discussions. Thank you. All right. Okay, let's see here.